Ladies and gentlemen, BC here, Supreme being another episode of the podcast. I'm bringing Brett on again. We had a, a good discussion, I want to say, six months ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, he's doing really well, and I wanted to bring it back on. So welcome back, B-Money. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Glad to be on. Yeah, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this your biggest commission month in your real estate career? Yeah, yep. This is by far the biggest you want to share or is that private? You don't want to say <laughs> no, no, I'll share it. So my, my second biggest was back in December of last year. And I think I brought in like 30, 35. And now this last month, uh, it was right around 50,000 in commission. How does it feel? Feels really good. <laughs> it was amazing. It's, it's like, I was just telling you before we started this, it's just crazy how, you know, it's, we all, there's a lot of agents that walk around that don't, understand the actual possibilities, you know, and just linking up with people or, or going door to door or making calls. And like, that's the outcome of doing that. Because I mean, you know, this, I never spent any money on ads or anything like that. I never bought any leads. This is just all organic, you know, door knocking and cold calling. It's yeah. awesome, dude. Um, was there, since our last call, was there any particular tweaks that you made or has it just been a result of consistent effort and discipline over time? The tweaks that I made were to my follow-up system. I made a lot of changes to that because I was finding, you know, as I was going back through and, and doing my follow-up calls, I was finding so many people slip through the cracks. So I made some tweaks and adjustments there, made some adjustments to, you know, my email campaigns and things of that sort. The responsiveness has been better and, you know, more business is coming out of it. So, you know, I would say the biggest changes are for sure in the, uh, in the follow-up for me, at least. That's awesome. How have the people in your closest proximity been uh, responding to it like you know maybe family girlfriend that kind of stuff i don't know so it's <laughs> it's kind of uh of course you know there's some people that are like happy for me and all that good stuff and then there's others that are just like oh well you know it's luck it's this it's that because that you know they're not with me going through and going door to door and doing all this stuff so um it, it's like unbelievable to the outside person that you know you can make a call or knock on a door and then make you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000, or even more in some cases. So, you know, I think there's definitely like an, an unbelief type of factor. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so disconnected from people's reality, man. You look at the median, I think, household income you just made. I, th I might be wrong, right? Uh, I've heard statistics that it's like 48,000 for a year. Others that it's like higher, like 60 or 70. But in essence, in average, let's say it's right in the middle. You yeah. basically made the median household income of a family for a year in two checks. Like that's again, to people listening, right. Or someone else they are going to be like, wait, what? Right. Like, you know, in, in certain circles and people with money, of course, it's just, Oh yeah. Like that's yeah, normal right. talk or hearing it from me or being around the team and that kind of stuff. So for you, it's normal, but to somebody from the outside, man, like if I just grab somebody on the street, Hey, I made, you know, 50,000 in the last two checks are going to be like, wait, what? It'll be like the scene in the Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, wait, show me <laughs> that check again. You made $50,000 in a month. Hey, I quit, you know, like. Yeah, I quit my job right now. Out there, dude. And, you know, a lot of our discussion last time was around how you at a much younger age, particularly, you know, you're just like on a different wavelength. Have you been uh, noticing more changes and more, we can say, separation from that in regards to if we're going to say the general consensus of your age group, right, your generation, how they think, how they move versus like where you're going now, you're seeing a bigger gap now than you did, you know, six months ago or a year ago. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, to tell you the truth, I'm, I see a huge gap with even, you know, people 40, 50, 60 years old. And it's just crazy because you can see at that age, the people that never handled some of the shit that, you know, has to be handled, you know, inner work and, and things of that sort. So um, that gap is just, it's, it's massive. And it's, it's almost weird in a way, because there's a lot of people, I might have like two friends that are my age, but I'm not super close with them just because we don't really relate on the same level. You know what I mean? Like where their head is at and what they do day to day and kind of how they see everything. And the way I see everything, it's polar opposite, you know? So that's been the biggest thing is when I like see everyone's getting out of high school or, or college right now. Right. And they're all coming back. So now my gym is flooded with a bunch of kids that I went to school with and just talking to them and seeing how they carry themselves and seeing how, you know, their communication skills are and everything else. It's just, and a lot of people look like shit from going to college. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's like, like there's people that I don't fucking recognize. They look like shit. They look drained. They gain weight. Their skin looks terrible. It's just, it's just nuts. It's, it's just nuts to see kind of, you know, the two different paths that you can take and what three or four years difference can make. Yeah, it's nuts, dude, especially you, like, especially at that younger age, because it's so pushed. Oh, you know, enjoy from 18 to 30. Like, don't accept reality until you're older, right? Like, don't do anything. Don't work on yourself. Just drink and be merry and and, yeah, and enjoy. Yeah. Like, I even see people's posts. I'm sure you see this, too. Oh, uh, back when things were simpler and it shows them, like, lifting weights or something. Yeah. Or people basically alluding that I don't want responsibility. I don't want challenges and growth. I wanted a time when I was a kid, when I didn't have to worry about anything. Right. And I'm sure you yeah. see that too, but what I wanted to throw is the next question, man. I thought of this, what were, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the last six months, but just in general, what are some of the weak links that you've had to really deal with, or that you have found to be the most challenging the last couple of years? The last couple of years. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to narrow it down to six months. We can maybe follow it up with more recently, but in general, first, maybe the last like two or three years, especially since you got into real estate. Yeah. Um, one for sure. The first thing that comes to my mind is it, like you were saying, you know, everyone wants to run away from the life and the reality that we're in now and like push it off and party and do all this stupid shit. Meanwhile, like th those are the same people that don't understand what it's actually like, I guess we could say on the other side, right? When you accept reality and you, you accept life as the game and, and begin to play it and how fruitful and, and sweet that can actually be. So that's something that was kind of like, um, it was like a mind fuck for me because the masses and everybody else and everything I've known growing up has been one way. And it's like entering into this new like fucking world where you see things differently, you operate differently, you think differently. And it's just, it's such a difference where it's like, um, I, I almost don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's kind of mind boggling how two different people in the same exact scenarios can think two different ways and feel two different ways and so on and so forth. So that's definitely one of them. Um, and, and really carrying on to that one, I guess this, the second one was learning to, you know, enjoy the things that you're doing and, and make it your own, right? No matter what it is, whether you're flipping burgers or whether you're in real estate or no matter what you're doing, there's always a way that you can be creative and make it your own and, and do your own thing and have your own spice on things, right? Of course, there's like the um, the parameters that you want to operate in to, to be successful, but there's tweaks and things that you can make your own once you get that down to enjoy your work more and, you know, get more fulfillment out of it. So, you know, those were definitely the two that two huge ones, especially the first one that I mentioned that really changed a lot for me.
Yeah. And I think adding on to that, I think a lot of people don't, especially if like you weren't an athlete growing up, people aren't used to being put in positions where they have to push themselves at any capacity, whether it's like mental, emotional, physical, right? Spiritual. And at least if you're a kid and you compete in sports at a higher level where they push you, you're used to like running when you're fatigued and, and wanting to give up and then having the team with you and having your coach telling you not to, you kind of build that muscle. Right. And I think a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll attack sports. I've seen it attack like, Oh, it's, it's toxic masculinity. You know, like I've seen stuff like that or, Oh, it, it breeds like arrogance in kids and it makes them, you know, angry. And then the, the kids who lose or who don't participate feel less. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I mean, I guess if we were to put on, you know, their hat or their perspective, we could see it, I guess, right? Even though it's difficult, but more so I'm looking at what are the benefits from it, right? Yeah, a kid could possibly get hurt or, you know, get emotionally scarred, we're going to say, or upset because somebody cussed at him or, or something like that, right? Or a coach was overbearing, but that's like an extreme example. But you build something that then you carry on into your adulthood. Same thing with the discipline of like martial arts, right? And I know you you played lacrosse, right? Was that the only yeah. uh, sport that you played? In football, in high school, yeah. Did that, did you ever recall that stuff early on in your real estate career? Or did you take anything from that, that in those first couple of years, you know, you could rely on it or count on it to help you get through something because you had a reference from years ago? Yeah, a hundred percent. And so this kind of, this is where I started connecting some lines with, okay, um, it's abnormal that I'm this age in real estate, right? So back in high school, I was, our varsity lacrosse team was really good. We ended up being state champs with some of those players. We had kids going to Duke, going to Baylor University, really elite schools for lacrosse. And I was like one of two or three freshmen to make the varsity team that time. And through the practices and everything else and playing at that level, I remember I like fucked up in a game or something and took a shot that I shouldn't have taken. The coach fucking flipped out, snapped the clipboard over his knee and moved me down to JV for a couple of games. And going back down to JV, like this is this is kind of like the correlation I have with like, you know, the two sides of, of life that I was explaining. Going back down to JV, I was just mopping the floor with those kids. The, the pace of the game is slower. Everyone's skill level is a little bit lower. So after playing a little bit with the varsity guys, it's like you you're totally changed forever. And like you were saying to carry on the being pushed beyond like where you think you're going to collapse and throw up and you can't go anymore and then actually finishing the practice and, and going through. So a lot of that definitely correlates and comes into to real life. And I know you've done that a lot with basketball. So that's kind of what had me connecting those lines at first. But one of the things that strikes is there's a lot of people that don't that I think at least don't uh, know what it's like to actually push themselves. You know, like people that I see in the gym and people that I know personally, when like their max in their head and what it actually is are two very different things. You know, a lot of many, many, many people do not work out till failure, for example. Like they end up stopping way early and racking the weight way early and don't actually ever fail. And the people that actually fail in their workouts end up progressing way faster, becoming way stronger and gaining way more muscle. So it's like the correlations, if that kind of I kind of went off on a tangent there, but if that, if those correlations kind of line up, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Is there anything you're doing now to kind of push yourself? I know you're like boxing and stuff, but is there anything outside of the physical realm that you're doing to really push yourself to, to get to that level and, and keep pushing that limit? Yeah. Being more bold in certain scenarios. One of the things from to, to tie this back as well, you were talking about the scarring with sports and everything. I, I took a lot away from that. So 
when I screwed up in that game or whatever, that was just one of a couple scenarios where I screwed up really bad. And that stuff ended up that like feeling carried on with me in the real estate. And I was always timid and scared to, you know, be bold or say something or speak up or act a certain way because it, it immediately gets shut down. Right. So taking action on those things where you feel uncomfortable, where you're unsure if you should do something, whether it's the right or wrong thing, obviously, you know, we know clear rights and wrongs and morals, right. But just doing it anyways to get out of your comfort zone. So that's something that I've been doing. I've been talking to more people lately and being more bold and walking the walk when I don't know exactly what's going on. You know, talking to maybe an investor that, you know, I've seen investors with proof of funds with 13, 14, 15 million. Like they've been doing this for 20, 30 years, but you got to walk around and, and act like, even if you don't know, like, you know, everything, and this is just another day for you. So embodying that and, and kind of flipping the script on that from back when I was in high school to where I am now. That's awesome, dude. This is a random question, but if you were to kind of sum everything up um, and I'm going to have you do a breakdown of percentage, right? If you're going to compare and I said, hey, if you were to break down the percentage, right? Like, what do you think is this versus that? Like the mental aspect of just life and real estate and what you're doing right now in the position that you're in versus like talent or the physical capabilities. If you were to break it down percentage wise, 100%, how would you, you break that down? I mean, I really do think that it'll vary a little bit from person to person, but, you know, across the board, I would say at least like 85% would be mental because as far as doing the things, probably even more than that, probably 90%, as far as doing the acts, whatever it is, whether it's pushing the barbell up one more time, doing one more rep or, you know, knocking 10 more doors or actually picking up the phone and making calls. It, that is physically easy for most people. There's no physical real challenge here, right? It's, it's all mental. Everything is mental, whether you're getting up in the morning, whether you're following your schedule, saying what needs to be said, when it needs to be said, and so on and so forth. It's all, it's all mental. And those are the big leaps and bounds I meant were from mental you know, steps forward and strides forward. So I would definitely say like 90 to 95%, maybe even more than that of, uh, of mental. And they say that in sports too. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up, dude, is, I want to explore that a little bit because it's, it's true. Like the self-talk, the thoughts then leads to the emotions and the response that you have. And then that emotional feeling will dictate for most people what they're going to do. And if they get a bad emotion, they're not going to do it. Yeah. How has that unfolded for you? Because that's the key. I tell people they have to unlock, right? We focus so much on it with the team and modern success and all this other stuff. And it seems like very few people ever make it past that bridge. If we're going to call it that, right. What, what has that looked like for you? Where did you stumble? What did you find, you know, maybe the, the most challenging or what were some of the key moments or ahas that you had? Because I think this is, is one of the, the, the keys and a lot of people miss it and they really mm -hmm. do. And they need to hear the perspective of going through it, especially if they're still at the beginning. Yeah. So I, I just want to make sure I understand your question. Basically, what, what mentally has been like leaps and bounds for me? Yes, because a lot of times when we express that, it's not understood. Like it's not a tactical thing. Like here's a script, right? So in essence, we're describing in one of many ways mindset, right? But how do you describe that? I would have to have you give a story of an experience or me in certain segues and what I'm going through to describe it because it's not like a tangible thing that I can just give to people. Like, oh, what does the product have? Well, it has, you know, five things, right? Mm -hmm. This is one of those things that has to be, I think, eloquent, eloquently explain to people from different perspectives, because 
if they hear two or three things that you did or breakthroughs that you had mentally, right, or in the realm of mindset or thinking of something a different way, adopting a new belief or philosophy, that's, and that's what caused the change for you, that might get it to click for them, you know, because sometimes when we explain these things, not in detail, people, they, they don't understand it properly, right? They just think it's motivation or some hoorah bullshit that has nothing to do with it, right? So as an example, right, I'll give this example, then I'll pass it to you to answer. Um, you know, in, in social uh, occasions, right, or in, in, in social environments, just generally speaking as human beings on this planet, in particular the United States, it's almost shunned and culturally, like, um, we can say, looked down upon if you're honest, especially in certain contexts, like you're not supposed to be honest. It's, it's expected that you would tell a little white lie or something. Well, that's wrong, right? So, of course, someone's going to going to have issues with that. Now we conflict there on an ideological level because we want to be honest, but then we have to think, oh, social conditioning. Ah, now you're in this conflict mentally where you want to be honest, but you're like, oh, well, I can't look bad to people. And, uh, and then you get in this bind where you end up lying, but you feel like shit after. And then like the next day or that night, you're like, man, why am I lying? This is fucked up. And that puts you in a messed up position. So if that person learned and one of the pieces is, hey, what society's telling us or is accepted isn't always necessarily right. I'm going to say and give to that person as a teacher, do the right thing. Whatever the moment calls for, that's the right thing, assuming ethics, you know, and, and, and honesty and transparency, do it. Now, they're going to feel awkward when they do it, but they're going to realize after, even if they're shunned by the environment, that they left that hole. They left that, that, that situation hole and they're like, man, I feel good. I did the right thing. That's when that's going to click for that person. And they're going to be like, oh, shit okay, this is legit. This is what I need to do. Not only did I do it, I felt good after versus last time I did what I was supposed to do, but I didn't feel good because they were in, in internal conflict, right? That mm -hmm. for me would be a breakthrough moment for somebody. Similar to when, like you said, speaking up, right? And then stepping up when you finally do it, like at the door or at a presentation and you get the contract signed, you're like, oh shit, like you get a rush of good emotion and it finally confirms in your mind mentally, like, okay, that's correct then you move forward different from that moment, right? It's almost like in high school, uh, everybody would tease people and you could know like which dudes were hooking up with girls and which ones weren't. They, they had a different swagger to them, right? And you're like, okay, that guy's hooked up with a girl, that guy hasn't yet, right? And it was almost like this like subliminal communication between everybody who's been with a woman and who hasn't, right? It's the same thing, the moment somebody did it, something unlocked or like, okay, I've done it now, I get it. I'm cool. And they would walk around with a different swagger to them, right? Mm -hmm. At least most people. It's almost like they unlocked an achievement, right? Or a segue in their life. And now they're like, okay, now I've leveled up. Now every social interaction with the opposite sex moving forward is a little bit different because I've accomplished something that I needed to accomplish that was right, weighing me down. That those are examples of what I would say is like a mental breakthrough or segues that we go through. So yeah. I know I gave a long, elaborate explanation for the question, but that's kind of what I catered it towards. And I think you're one of the few people, at least on the team and close, that I could ask that question and get a legitimate answer, you know? Mm -hmm. So to go off what you were just saying, one of the things, it, it's it's alignment with honesty and, and everything else. Now, honesty, which obviously is just one of them, one of the breakthroughs that I had was after the Primal Code event. And looking at everything from an animalistic standpoint, because we are creatures in the animal kingdom, and then looking at it from, you know, like the game that we're in and, and the life that that we live, because we're very different from monkeys or gorillas or anything else, right? So 
lining up in every single aspect for survival, right? We know what's right and wrong example for, you know, what to eat, right? You know, the right choice, you know, the wrong choice. Everyone pays for these fucking diets and all this shit. You know, what's healthy and you, what's, and you know, what's not for the most part, right? For the most part, but yet you make the stupid choice, you eat some shitty food and then you feel like shit about it. But that's a drop in your mind of adding on to why you're going to feel like shit. And mentally it's, it's impacting you. And a lot of people don't realize that. And there's so many sneaky fucking things, which you and Pablo talk about this all the time and, and sneaky ways of marketing and this and that. And it, it ends up compounding and adding up and creating a huge effect. So guiding everything towards survival, you know, what's right and wrong. You have your code of ethics, you know, what's honest and what's not and, and operating on that. So it, it is shunned. So what you were saying is how like the outside, you know, most people, majorities look at, look down upon it and my whole family and everyone, they think I'm heartless. They think I'm an asshole, this, that, and the other. And it's because like, I'm going to call it how it is and, and say what needs to be said. Right. Like it, it, if someone asks you, Hey, am I fat? Right. There's a nice way to say yes to that question. You know what I mean? So, but by you lying to them, like they're not going to, that's not going to be on their mind when they're deciding what to eat next. You know what I mean? But if you told them the truth in a nice way, they will change and they'll end up changing because like people, people need to know the truth, even if it fucking hurts. Right. And, and there's nice, and you could be a total asshole about it, or, or there's a better way to go about it. But you know, that's the biggest thing. And that's one of the things that I've learned from you, just from, you know, watching you operate, whether it's something that should be said or shouldn't be said, like it needs to be fucking said. And that's, that's the end of it. Right. So that being one of them, I have a, another little note here. And then um, another breakthrough is like controlling what you can. Right. Now there's like all the philosophies and all that stuff, which I don't really want to get into, but having clear and understanding what exactly you can control and what you can't. Right. I just had an issue with my truck fucking leaking fuel on the side of the road. There was absolutely nothing I could do about that. Right. Instead, instantly. And this was like another breakthrough moment where I realized how far I came. If that happened to me three years ago, I would have been pissed. I would have been stressed out. I would have been fucking cursing at people. I would have just been a wreck. I just made money and the truck was sitting there and I was like, all right, well, you know, I can fucking sit here and work on it in the parking lot. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to tow it home. And I ended up towing it home, worried about it the next day. And everything went over super, super smooth. I had no control. If it was up to me, I would not have my truck on the side of the road, like not working. Right. So just understanding exactly what you can and can't control uh, moving forward and operating on that basis. What things happen to you, majority of them, you have no control over, right? You do have control over, in fact, of how you respond to that thing that, that happened to you, right? So those are, those are a few things that really kind of steered me. And I'm, I'm starting to instill this. It's funny that you bring this up. I'm starting to like instill this in my younger siblings and my younger brother. I'm taking them out to lunch and everything else because I know like th there's a, there's an idea that we're in a cult, right? And you know, that it's like this community or whatever, you know, whatever. I know that there's other people that do, um, you know, coaching programs and things, but it's like, it's seen as a cult. It's just that we all think on, on the same plane. That's really what it is, right? So we're all thinking on the same plane. We're all operating on the same plane. And the goal now is, is not to recruit, but it's to wake other people up and make them understand like, how great it can actually be, right? Just from changing some perspectives. So those are two really big perspectives, controlling and understanding what you can control. And um, what was the other one that I, that I had here? And aligning everything with survival, right? Not operating on an anti-survival basis, 
um, so on and so forth. If I don't, did you post the promo code? Do you have that for sale? Um, no, I, I have it saved on Google yeah. Drive. I just thought I don't have it for sale. You know, no. I haven't released any of those events that I've done lately back to the public. I, I might, but I mean, yeah. if I do, I'm probably going to double the price, you know. The people that didn't do it are screwed because that was a really good event. Really, really good event. And that's kind of everything that I'm getting at. Of course, that was covered over two days and eight hours. So it's a little, it's not something I can cover in one sentence. But um, yeah, those are two really big breakthroughs that I've had and things that I've kind of tweaked to to help me get where I am today. I love that, man. And actually, while you were saying that, because uh, I've heard that um, that nonsense before about, um, you know, uh, oh, it's a cult and this and that. I actually looked it up real quick, the definition. And every definition of it is basically a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object, right? Most of the definitions have religious in it nothing religious about what we're doing, you know, but that's just an example of people misusing language. That's a societal trick. We'll take language, a definition or something, we'll misuse it. And now everybody just throws it around. Like if you grab the average person and say, what is a cult? They're not going to give you that definition. They're going to say a bunch of crazy people, right? Satan worshipers, right? They're going to say something like that. They may get the religious aspect of it, but really they're just using improper communication and language, right? Mm -hmm. What they should actually say is they think differently, they operate differently, and I don't like it. I have a problem with it. Okay, at least now we're, 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 we're dealing with the, the proper communication here at face value. And then if we want to entertain that conversation, I can say, okay, what do you not like about it? Well, I just think that, okay, you think, what do you think that we're doing? Oh, I think that you're killing babies. Well, we're not doing that. And I can show them and say, look, we're not killing babies. And then we're all good and they leave and they don't want to join. That's fine. But at least there's... There's a resolution there, right? Versus just, oh, it's a cult and this and that. And that's, again, societal behavior, just outburst. Hey, something's different. Attack it. That's one of the societal views. Hey, if, if they're not in line with us, bad, right? Yeah, no good. Right. Attack them, right? You need to be with us, right? And I think I've seen a ton of memes like that where there'll yeah. be one person walking this way and like a group walking this way and they're like, loser, like they're making fun of yeah, them, yeah. right? And it's just like, yo, it's the same thing when you go entrepreneur route and your family works nine to five, like mine, right? You get attacked as well. It's the same thing. So it's just one of those things, man. But, you know, as we're wrapping up here, uh, moving forward, you know, you, you have a big month like this. What do you do next to keep pushing the ante and make sure that you keep putting the goalpost, you know, farther ahead for yourself? Um, being more, I guess, brave, we could say, and setting those stakes a lot higher. You know, it's it unlocks more capabilities. Like this was something that, it, you don't see it coming and then it comes, right? You know, you just, you work and you're caught up working and, and doing what you're supposed to do. And then boom, you have a month like this. So, you know, making the necessary changes and, you know, a big thing is like not thinking so small and not being scared to spend money, which, you know, normally I'm very spendy with, you know, education and books and products and things like that. I have no problem buying them and, and attending them, but taking it to the next level and, and kind of pushing that boundary, you know, using these funds in order to make more money, um, the main thing that I plan to invest in, because a lot of people are like, oh, like I have $6,000, how to invest $5,000 in real estate. Like <laughs> instead of doing any of that shit and mutual fund bullshit, it's investing in yourself because that's something that can never be taken from you. You know, like there's people that end up getting stripped of everything, thrown in jail, regardless of what they do. And then they end up getting out and become millionaires once again, right? It's because it's instilled in them. And that's something that you can't take away from them no matter what you do. So 
um, definitely turning and, and kind of putting more money into myself and, and taking everything to another level. Oh, yeah, man. Any uh, final closing arguments, statements, anything you want to promote before we uh, log off? Um, no, if you guys are, I, I normally promote Brian stuff. I know he gets censored and shit. So uh, you can follow my Instagram, Brett, B-R-E-T-T, period, Voorhees, V as in Victor, O-O-R-H-E-E-S. Uh, my Instagram, I'm also on Facebook, the same name. I normally promote Brian stuff as well. So, you know, this isn't, again, like an author or a, an invitation to join the cult. It's more of yeah. like waking up and in, into what reality actually can be making more money, having more fulfillment, more success. So thank you so much for having me on again, dude. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely do a uh, part three pretty soon. All right. All right, y'all. Peace out.